On the final part of the three-part series with my conversations with Samantha Bhadra, he talks about something very interesting. He talks about the interplay between his life as a poet and his life as an entrepreneur. And he tells me something that is very interesting. He tells me how poetry can actually revive creativity in your professional life as well. Hi, I'm Harshit Bhai and you're listening to The Disrupt Show. you know i just love speaking to you because there are so many offshoots um that i can that i can take and one offshoot that i'm going to take from from whatever you just said right now is is the art of listening right now if the same as you i was a really really bad listener i just loved speaking to people and not listening to what they wanted to say and just one exercise that i followed um to become a better listener is wherever i go i just sit and i try to recognize the different sounds um uh, that that are going around me and make them as layers you know try to identify as many layers as i can and over time it helped me um listen a lot better and it 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 enabled me to do something very special this is what journalists really good journalists do they always find the lead when a person is speaking they try to see um you know what is not being said which is crucial to the story and one place where um i i feel this happens uh, where the listening happens really well is in in poetry and i was listening to jack kerouac's uh, poetry and he was reciting one of his poems from his book and and the real meaning of his poetry was when in in the beat and in the in in the minute pauses that he took between the sentences that he said so so this leads me to my uh, next question about your poetry journey so you you have also founded the let poetry be community where you aim to recognize new poets and give them a judgment free space and also try to make poetry fun through experiential events so how did you come up with this idea and how did this help in your entrepreneurial journey let poetry be really you know um you know came out of this idea that you know back in the day this is around 8 years ago um in the city of bangalore that were, there weren't many you know um uh, art events not art events literary events you know um that was very democratic in nature i mean you'd probably think of a book launch or a book reading or a panel discussion where you typically see the same set of people visiting you know um and they typically be from a pretty elite background and that be like mutual adoration societies you know and etc and etc and that was kind of the kind of there, there were clicks forming and you know its literature was not really going out there beyond those immediate clicks that had formed mm-hmm. and let poetry be kind of came from a was really realized um you know from that angle let poetry be really kind of you know um the whole idea was you know i mean i'm a big fan of the beatles and of course you know all of us know of the song let it be and it was such a powerful phrase let it be that we wanted to kind of tell everybody else out there everybody who's forming this cliques that you know let poetry be mm. you know let poetry be you know let let it be let 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 poetry be you know and you know let it just be enjoyed let it be rejoiced for what it is for what it has always been you know let it be available let it be available to the masses and let it be and and let's increase our tribe that way you know let's partake in the riches you know of this of this art form and because of this reason let poetry be was basically hosted by me 
a younger person uh, of course eight years back much younger than mm-hmm. you know and uh, another person who was a, a bit older than me the whole idea was to have a you know um unique combination of hosts like this where both of us kind of brought in our own again our own individual personalities you know i flail my arms and hands around and i'm just like a general ping pong ball amruta the my co-host used to be somebody who would be could be able to steady the this rocking ship although she too was very dynamic she too is very dynamic and like you know extremely extremely you know she knows how to capture the minds and hearts of the audience mm-hmm. you know uh, both of us kind of came together and started creating a format where anybody and everybody could apply to come and recite the poetry talk their poetry along with us once a month you know one saturday every month everybody would just come together at atagalata this cozy and very spacious and now very popular bookstore in bangalore you know uh, and you know all of it happened thanks to the patronage of the founders of atagalata subodh and lakshmi a wonderful wonderful couple that ever has been one you know they know that they know the literature they are as passionate as it gets when it comes to the word literature in this country i mean yeah. i've been seeing them over the last many years and i can 200% emphatically put that down but coming back to the point here i mean thanks to them thanks to my co-host amruta we were able to create a community of poetry lovers of uh, you know and i say community because so many of them have kept on coming back regularly month on month on month on month if somebody's left the city they'll come back 3 years late, later and say hey remember 3 years back i had come i totally misled poetry and and and, and here i am back again you know and all of that has happened because young old right from you know somebody a kid a 6 year old kid reciting her poetry to an octogenarian driving all the way from another part of the city to come down and recite her poetry we've had everybody mm-hmm. you know come and recite with us and and we've had people reciting poetry in various languages not just hindi english you know or some other mainstream regional language we've had people recite poetry in maithili in the in 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 dongri and many other such languages also too so what we've tried to create through various setups sometimes it's op- mostly it's been an open mic format you know but we've also experimented with other formats over the years and you know i think that's what lo- led poetry be became and that's why it was set up in the first place to become an accessible space a non judgmental platform where poets of all caste creed color etc etc everybody can come together and we can all just kind of rejoice and you know in the name of poetry you know that one connecting language all of us become friends and all of us become a family at the end of it today after so many years i can genuinely and wholeheartedly call ourselves a family um and and how has this influenced your entrepreneurial journey oh uh, massively right massively i mean uh, uh back in the day 2010 11 when i was in my final year of college a uh, ug uh, i toyed around with two entrepreneurial ideas with three friends eventually they didn't work out and of course you know my confidence wasn't exactly at the highest level because i was like hey you know i could try but you know middle class situation uh you know limited resources got to figure out my own career path etc all of it how do you kind of go up from there like how do you ensure that you're able to responsibly take risks and as all of us know you can't responsibly take risks no matter how many times you put it up as a linkedin inspirational story yeah. you don't yeah. you know um it does not happen that's an oxymoronic statement so um let poetry be really was a stepping stone into a confidence into a space of confidence for me because till before that you know 
I wasn't very sure about getting up on stage and being able to hold the tension of a bunch of strangers. I have dabbled in debating in my mm-hmm. UG days sporadically, but I was never consistently on stage. And Let Poetry Be really was that one place which suddenly saw me being at the center for one hour, talking to a set of people I've never met in my life before, and them actually listening. What the hell? How did that happen? You yeah. know, and I was like, okay, then I'm, then I'm probably not doing everything wrong. Something's going right here. Let's latch on to this. And with every passing month, the confidence only grew. And then when I went on, went off, you know, went off to my B school, you know, I started taking part in MUN competitions and parliamentary debate competitions voraciously. I set up, you know, a society within the college because, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a student body within the college just to, you know, explore, just to help more MBA students become better debaters and better quizzers. Because, you know, uh, and this I felt inspired after a parliamentary debate competition at TIS, Tata for Social Sciences, mm-hmm. where I'd gone for. They have such a great culture of debate and building opinion that they're truly holistic leaders. I mean, you just can't learn brand positioning all day long, right? Yeah. Or SWOT analysis and like Pestil and etc. Right? You also need to be have to develop an opinion of things around you to become yeah. a truly well-rounded leader, right? And I just felt that some element of that was missing in our ecosystem and our B school, so I wanted to set that up, you know. And that was probably like a mini entrepreneurial journey, a small thing. I came out of an existing, well-organized and very well-recognized student body. Came out of it to set up my own student body after much, you know, after hustling it out with the, with you know, uh, with the with the director and and so on and so forth. You know, eventually when I got to go ahead and I set it up, and you know, then suddenly there was a junior team who was inter- there were four or five people who were interested to be a part of this new thing. Mm-hmm. You know, confidence only kept on growing, and let poetry be was at the genesis of all of this. You know, kind of it was a stepping stone for me to tell myself, hey, I can get into the limelight. I can stand up for myself, say something, and be taken seriously for it, you know. And 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 with every passing such day, I realized I do have a voice, and I do have something to say. It's not just stepping up for the sake of stepping up, you know. And once I realized, once I kind of articulated, you know, and further proved to myself that this confidence is working out for me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was. It was the MBA life for the two years that would would to come was very well timed because I just started on this journey in 2014, and soon after I entered a world where I needed that confidence to do anything with myself, you know. And after the end of my MBA years, I really was pretty much at a peak when it comes to that kind of confidence, you know. And uh, then over years, you know, after working in the corporate environment, etc., etc., et you know, today we are at the sound. Right. All of it is a manifestation. I mean, just like you very rightly said, let poetry be probably, you know, uh, I could probably say that let poetry be to the sound. It's been a whole journey, really. Wow. I have just one last question for you, Samantak. And sure. this is this is again about poetry. Poetry is something that, you know, it's an acquired taste. Not everyone ventures into the world of poetry because it's it's sort of uncomfortable um, and it's sort of like, um, you know, you don't understand it and people 
probably don't want to mention into it because they fear not understanding it um so so i feel a lot of people will get a lot of value from this one question so if one had to venture into the world of poetry where should one start which book do you recommend to noobs like us to get started thank you so much for asking this question i absolutely um, adore adore a question like this um i particularly am extremely fond of uh, before I even tell the name of the book the context here is that i'm fond of indian english poetry Mm-hmm. Indian English poetry is this liminal phrase about a li- about a community of poets that have always been considered and have always kind of unfortunately but also in very fortunate ways stayed liminal you know uh, yeah. you know kind of uh, Indian English poets are Indian poets Indian origin people who write poetry in English it's as simple as that yeah. you know but unfortunately over the years i mean they've been so to say ostracized might be a stronger word but also might be true in many ways uh purely english english writers western writers who write in english didn't accept indian english poets like you would know michael madhusudan that very famous story about how he tried his luck in england and came back to india and wrote in bengali uh you know um, and then there were the regional poets the hardcore hindi hindustani write urdu poets etc so on and so forth who wouldn't accept these guys into the fold too because they were like indian writers who wrote in english right yeah. um so this community of po- poets we only know one or two or three of them and every workshop i've conducted any poetry workshop uh, you know over the years the first question i always ask people is can you just name a few indian english poets and in a in a you know you know in a room filled with people that just be like two three hands would just come up and say oh you know rabindranath tagore sarojini naidu torudat because you know we read torudat in school yeah. you know maybe one or two others you know uh, and that's about it but there are tons and tons of famous and great indian english poets who've been writing all through the 60s 70s 80s 90s you know or through the 1900s from the early to the to the more to the more you know you know to the second half of the century and even in the 2000s there are great modern english, indian english poets and absolutely literally no one knows about them it's like a buzzing world filled with great work great literature great poetry you know it's literally like a treasure trove of you know uh, history and art and culture and all of it and a commentary on the same and yet absolutely no one knows about them it's like the world, lost world of atlantis literally right in front of your eyes and um, anybody who's venturing into poetry would typically be asked to read a wordsworth or a whitman or an, or an emily dickinson and so on and so for the classicals i would typically say ventured into this book called 16 indian english 16 indian poets you know by jithail and this book literally this book published by penguin a bunch of years ago is the first book one should read to discover indian english poetry but also to discover poetry you know because uh, the way jith has edited and curated the list of poets who are in this book is absolutely amazing i mean there are i mean i mean i'm not getting into the nitty gritty details of it but please 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 read this book and you know uh, there are 60 poets in there you know and all have different styles varying styles varying reasons varying themes so just by reading one book you get to learn so much about so many poets it's absolutely astounding and from there you can go any which way you want 
Oh, that was very insightful. I, um, I just ordered <laughs> ordered that book while you were speaking because I was just wow. you just sold that book to me in what you just talk said. about efficiency. <laughs> so, so thank you very much, Samantha, for coming on to this show. This was, I think, the most insightful conversations I've I, I have had so far, and fortunately, I've this is the second time I'm having it with you, uh, and hopefully <laughs> this time uh, I'll not mess up the recording. <laughs> so, thank you very <laughs> very much. Much. Uh, very, very much for being on the show, for coming on to the show and that talking to us about your journey and your love for poetry. Thank you so much, Harshit, for you know for having me and for being patient with me with the second recording. You no know, uh, it's a it's a two way street here. Yeah. So absolutely, thank you so much. Absolutely loved your questions and you know, um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for even like you know, listening to our story and even like you know and having such a very, you know. Uh, invested you know a conversation about me about 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 the sounds journey and about my you know my journey otherwise also you know i would call it an invested journey i was trying to find the right word but i think investment i i, I see that investment and i absolutely love that when i see, see that in other people so wanted to say that thank you thank you so much hi guys if you like what you heard and want to hear more such stories then do subscribe to the disrupt show where I speak to young media professionals about the disruptions they're creating in the industry.